Welcome, everybody, to the EFAS Baseball Cards Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Baseball. Today, we've got a great show. We're going to talk about somebody who's got a great new up-and-coming app that he's working on developing. Um, we're going to talk also about the winter meetings that happened just down the road in San Diego. A lot of big moves this week, a lot of um, mind-blowing contracts to talk about, and we're really going to focus on the impact on the card market and really, you know, the impacts on the the bigger cards of these guys, you know, Aaron Judge, Jacob deGrom, Justin Verlander, Trey Turner, Clayton Kershaw, Xander Bogarts, all big signings. Um, we're going to unpack it all. Uh, but first, I want to introduce you to our guest on the episode. Will, you want to introduce yourself? Hey, Bobby. Uh, my name is Will. Um, we met on Reddit, and it was mutual. Uh, we... Uh, I'm developing an app that you mentioned just earlier called Pop Check. And uh, that's kind of why I guess you brought me on to talk about it a little bit. And uh, it's an app that will, once it's released, um, be able to check the pop count for any card from the four major graders. So punch in a card and there it is. Nice picture of it. And there are the pop counts and gem rates for BGS, PSA, CSG, and SGC in one location. That's awesome, dude. And what what gave you the idea to do this? Um, it was, <laughs> I, I want to say like I had a stroke of genius, but I didn't. And I was trying to find a way that I could uh, make money to buy more cards. So I was like, how can I generate passive income that's separate so my wife doesn't get mad at me for spending our money on cards. So I have to generate it myself. And I was like, well, what can I do? And for whatever reason, everyone keeps talking about pop counts. And when they quote pop counts, they only do PSA because obviously it's going to be the highest pop count, but it's not the whole picture. And I was like, well, I've got tons of BGS and SGC and all the other graded. So just nobody pays attention to that. Did they just guess that? Well, it's the other half. Maybe there's a thousand PSAs. So we're assuming there's, four to 500 graded by the others, I would think that that other numbers should matter. They don't get, it's not the whole picture and you have to look up everything separately on the websites and it's a huge pain in the ass. Oh, sorry, Bobby. I don't know if I'm supposed to cut. <laughs> I don't <laughs> but, think that's enough yeah. to get the E. I but, think. Uh, yeah. So I just, it was a hassle to look up pop counts that I thought really mattered um, to get the whole picture. And I was trying to figure out a way how to, how to solve that. It's funny that you say that because I am really, as I've evolved in my collecting journey, rarity and scarcity, like low pop count, that is, I don't want to say that's the most important thing for me, but all the new cards that I'm buying, I am. You got to check it. Yeah. It, ha it has to be count. part of your, your decision when buying something now because of with the giant print run, it, you know, started in about 2018 or so. Um, you have to weigh, okay, how much in demand is this card and how many are there? And mm -hmm. then so if a card is in a lot of demand, maybe there can be more of them in existence. You know, everybody wants 89 Griffey rookie. Like, it's going to happen. Everybody wants that card. It's so in demand that a card that has whatever it is, you know, 100,000 of them graded by all four companies, you know, it still holds a lot of value. Because that card is in such demand. 
But if a card is in no demand, then the pop count is irrelevant. Right. You know, like you're like, hey, man, no one has graded my 1989 tops Tom Henke base. Like, <laughs> great. Nobody cares, though. So, you know, it's it's just half the picture is, okay, now if you're good and you realize this card is in demand and it's low pop count and no one's figured that out yet, then you got something. Yeah. And I think and that, it's important even to even to people not buying graded cards. I mean, you could you can use this as a metric just to know how many of them are out there, too, if you're looking for. Yeah, you realize anything. that like people haven't graded a lot of cards because they may not be worth grading. But if you are an investor and you think, well, this card might be in demand at a later time for a variety of reasons, maybe somebody did that with like Fred McGriff cards. Fred McGriff probably doesn't have a lot of graded cards compared to someone else from that era. There's way more Jose Canseco 86 Donruss graded than Fred McGriff's. But maybe now there will be a, a spike in Fred McGriff gradings because now he's in the hall. So yeah. go look for Fred McGriff's that people are, you know, have been sleeping on. The crime dog. Yeah. I, that, that was one of my... I watched him so much because as a kid, and I don't know if they still are, but all the Braves games were on national TV. So even growing oh, up. Oh, yeah. We all grew up Braves fans because of TBS. Oh, okay. You so couldn't, that was you everywhere. couldn't help it. You would be like everybody who, if you didn't have a local team, you were automatically a Braves fan because of TBS or a Cubs fan because of WGN. Yep. Mm -hmm. And if you if you had your own team, you're like, yeah, but the Braves are on, so I'll just watch that. So we're all kind of Braves fans by proxy. It's it's so crazy, though, the McGriff thing. I had this as like last on the agenda, but we're going to talk about it now because Gosh, <laughs> we've already going out we've, of order, already, yeah, we've already unpacked it. Yeah, the, the McGriff thing is just like so crazy to me. And I, I that's the one I didn't have a chance to look up many of his cards. But even even going into the Hall of Fame, I know there are a lot of people who that is like kind of the be all end all like, oh, he's in the Hall of Fame, I'm going to collect his card, or he's not in the Hall of Fame, I'm not going to. But I I just, I struggle with it a little bit because I understand that. But yeah, watching those Braves teams, what was, I mean, I know he was a really consistent player over a really long period of time. Mm -hmm. But when I think about like, who are the superstars of that team? Like he's, he's like the fifth he's, or sixth he, name that comes he's not up. the guy. He also yeah. wasn't on the Braves as long as people remember. How long did he play for them? He, he's on. He was. I on should the get Braves the Fangraphs like, page open. <laughs> you do Fangraphs. I'll do Baseball Reference. So you get there faster. Um, no, Fred McGriff was on the the Padres for a lot longer, and then he went to like Toronto. See, he was only on Atlanta for what six years? Five years? Yeah, Let's five see. years. Ninety three through ninety seven. And then he was traded around. So he wasn't as much like, oh, he's a 10-year Chipper Jones-like team veteran who was there forever. Yeah. And I think McGriff's career kind of took a, a – the trajectory dropped because in the late 90s when the steroids were really pumping and the numbers were all inflated, his weren't. Mm -hmm. So I remember looking him up a couple – a bit ago, and he had a really good season – that you would typically think, oh man, that's a great year. And his war was like 1.9 <laughs> because it was like, whoa, he can't keep up with everyone else. It was, oh yeah, 1996. The guy was an all-star with a 1.7 war, 
22 home runs, 277 batting average, OPS just under 800. Like, that's a decent year. And he doesn't even get two war. Yeah. So he kind of, like, gets overshadowed in 97 by, you know, guys with really inflated numbers. That's crazy. I, I still only really picture him as a as an Atlanta Brave. I don't even know, man. He's even as a Padres. 2003. He's a Dodger yeah. legend. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's crazy. He had one of uh, his best comeback years was with Tampa Bay. 99. 32. I do remember runs. him with Tampa Bay. He had almost a thousand like, OPS with Tampa crazy. Bay in 99. He totally had like a comeback year. Oh, fun times. Yeah, maybe he decided right. to juice with everyone else. You know, Let, let's come back to McGriff. I want to talk okay. about I want to talk about your app more as well. Okay. So what is your and just for everybody who maybe if we have any newer collectors, when we talk about like pop counts, that is just the number of graded cards. So it's a yeah, the number of graded count. cards by the four major grading companies. How many has PSA, BGS, SGC and CSG graded themselves? And that's a good idea to get you the population count. It's 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 how many are really in circulation that have been authenticated and verified. Um, But what's the second layer to that is how many have been gemmed by each company. So it's a big feature is like, what's the gem rate? And this is what I really hope for the app to really get people going is PSA is the end all be all at this point, but they're not necessarily the hardest to get a gem with. So I understand that a gem PSA 10 is going to go for more than an SGC, but I have the numbers to prove it, that it's harder to get a gem with SGC. Let me play devil's advocate to that. Okay. Before, before I do, I'm going to tell you, I agree with you. Okay. And I've had the same personal experience, but there will be people out there that will say, no, you just send your best cards to PSA, and then that's why the gem rate's higher. Then you send your leftovers somewhere else to SGC because you don't care. Because I've had somebody tell me that before. Okay, yeah. There's no way anybody can answer that. That's, <laughs> that's such circumstantial you know, evidence. You're like, okay, sure. Um, and that's okay. That's I fine, bought, but... I, I bought a Scherzer card at a show. Um, the one that we, one of the ones that we were talking about before uh-huh. we went on. It's an SGC ten. Okay. And I bought it at this card show two or three months ago. And the first thing the guy says to me, "Oh, that card's great. It's like it probably would have gemmed at PSA too. Like you could crack it and send it." And I'm just like thinking Why? to myself, I "I'm like, dude, already. it's <laughs> it looks good the way it is. Like I trust SGC. You don't you don't have to." explain why it's in an sgc slab now have you i'm guessing you're like me and everybody else listening to this podcast you've looked at that thing up and down to see if it indeed has any flaws on it i have in the case yeah i have and i've thought i have a handful of cards that are in sgc and bgs that i've considered sending mm -hmm. to psa and i've said you know what? I like why, them the way why, they why are. Why would you do that? Yeah, why would you? I like, are you looking to flip it for more money? That's what I decided. I I'm not looking to flip it. It's in yep. my personal collection, and to me, I'm like I. It doesn't add anything for me personally yeah, to it. have it in a PSA. And yeah, you're good. 
20 years from now, do we know that PSA is going to still be selling at a premium? Yeah, at that point, um, who cares? Keep it as it is. Um, yep. I have an SGC 10 that is a, it's a Vlad Guerrero tops base, the, the no number short print. And yep. um, I had, I bought two raw of eBay and I sent them in for grading and one got a 9.5 and one got a 10. And the 9.5 looks better than the 10. The 10 has an obvious flaw on the back of it, on the corner. And I sold the 9.5. I kept the 10. And I'm like, I don't I don't want it because I know it's a flaw. But this is it's kind of like what happens. This is the same story of get the card, not the grade. You know, we've all seen, seen PSA 10s that are wildly off-centered. You know, and you're like, oh, PSA doesn't care about centering as much as BGS and, and whatever. It's like... They don't. Man, it's I, that That's the one thing that I've noticed. If I have because i i i either send to sgc or psa if i'm gonna resell it it's psa 100 percent. yeah yeah um and aside from that the the really the only other rule that i have is if it's off center it goes to psa because they are soft on it yeah that you can be within 60 40 i think they say generally 45 55 but up to 40 60 so so, so let me ask you this if you know is a, if you know it's off centered you send it to PSA, comes back at 10, but you wanted it for your PC. Are you keeping that? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I think see, so. No, this is where we differ, Bobby. No way. I'm getting rid of it. <laughs> I don't care. I would rather, I'd rather have maybe not a PSA 9, but like a BGS 9.5, an SGC 9.5 that looks better, that I could pick up and look at it and see it as flawless than yeah. a obviously off-centered PSA 10. The reason for me for the PSA 10 is I'm like, at least right now, I still feel that it's it's more liquid. I can flip it quicker and I can flip it yeah. for more. If, if I'm keeping to. it, if I'm keeping but, it, I care about what it looks like. If I'm flipping it like that, if I know if, that it's. yeah. But if I'm buying two on the market and I see a PSA 10 and I see an SGC 9.5 or something and the PSA 10 is off centered and the SGC 9.5 looks perfect to the naked eye i'm taking the sgc 95 at uh, yeah, 40 percent sure. of the cost yeah exactly as uh, well nine, yeah nine five sgcs are you know here's the thing and, and I, uh, let me ask this i'm, I'm kind of jumping gears here do you know about kurt's card care no i don't okay what? i'm giving him a shout out because he's a nice guy and um he's actually testing my app right now so he sells a product that is a card cleaning kit mm -hmm. okay so he, uh, he and it works real great on anything chromium. So uh, he's got corner tools. He he can wipe off print lines, not all of them, but a lot of print lines that are on the surface. Fingerprints makes those things really pop. So how now think about this? How many SGC nine fives got a nine five because they've got a smudge on the front? So buy I don't the know. Nine, yeah, a lot. I, <laughs> I mean, a lot. This guy's hobby. I, well, I've spoken with him, and his hobby is going to card shows, looking at PSA nines, nine fives, you know, looking at him in the case and going, "I can clean this." Hey, man. And then he'll buy them. Sure he's cleaning up too. His Instagram, if he's big his cards. Instagram, all it is is him showing you cracking things open, cleaning them, and resubmitting and showing the results. See, I've never cracked a slab either. We're going to have an episode it's, where I crack a scary. slab live. I'm going to hook you up with Kurt. <laughs> Get him on the show. He's the man.
yeah, hook me up. I, I'll be glad to talk to him. Yeah. Um, and sorry, I like kind of cut you off when you were talking earlier about the app. So oh what is, no, no no look the app, know, the app, uh, what's the, the rollout is, plan? Because uh, yeah, I, I checked I'm, it out and I thought it was so. I think this is super cool because I am somebody who scarcity and getting a rare card that's really important to me. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm 20 years from now, if I'm in a card show, um, and that that's like one of my long term goals. Like I I want to be able to take my collection and show it off and maybe gradually sell it off as I get older. But I want to have all the rare stuff. I I, yeah. when people come to my table in 20 or 30 years, I want them to see things they've never seen or have very rarely seen. Yeah. I don't want them to just see the same Juan Soto card that they're yeah, yeah, okay. 10 or 20,000. Yeah, we got yeah. the Juan Soto. He's got the Acuna bat down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? So I think it's super cool. So I, I had fun. I was messing around. I was kind so of testing it. I and... appreciate the feedback on a really early stage of the app. Yeah. It is super early. Um, it, It's kind of clunky right now. Uh, the, Right now, actually, it's uh, the app isn't working. So if you use it the past two days, you know, you, that's why it's not working. Because uh, we're getting a new search widget put in because I wanted to improve the search a little better. Um, so, it, you know, you're going to be able to put in a card. It's so simple. There's not much to say. You put in a card, you're going to get the results from all the graders and you can favorite a card and it'll be like you can you know keep an eye on it because uh, it's going to update um, weekly, you know, so it, it constantly gets new stuff. Um, there's really not much to the app. It will be a, a paid app. You know, it's going to be three bucks a month or you pay $20 and you get it for the whole year. Um, so it's really low cost and it'll have, gives you access to everything. Um, it, like I said, it's, it's pretty black and white. That's all it does. Super cool though. Yeah. It's, I want to be able to have, uh, a breakdown, which you didn't see yet, Bobby, but it's going to have like a breakdown of each graders and, um the the results for every grade for each grader because right now it just shows you uh like how many got gemmed how many are graded by each company and then eventually it'll be like okay well how many psa fives are there like you brought this up because you wanted to look up a vintage card and nobody ever who cares about how many gems there are there's maybe one you know that doesn't matter um, so people want to know how many sixes and sevens are there. And I have that information. I just haven't implemented it yet. Cool. That's going to be awesome. I'm looking yeah, forward I gotta, to it. I got to figure out how to actually <laughs> squeeze in, you know, four grading data on, on a mobile app where it looks real nice and it's like easy to read. So yeah, that's are where, you that's doing this yourself? Moment. Are these like your, Hell no, man. I, don't, I don't know what a code. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, well, uh, I, I do know a little bit of, about tech, you know, I, I work in IT, but I don't know how to code, you know, um, so I, I'm outsourcing it. I'll say Fiverr has been great for me. It's it's crazy to navigate, but it's what's happening. Nice. So I know enough to tell people what they need to do. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. Key to the world. So what do you have any idea of what your rollout plan looks like? Or are you looking for more testers? Or yeah, I am. Listening? So uh, I'm guessing this is a call in show. So we can take some callers. Uh, we get their email address. <laughs> it's it's a little late. But do we have any callers, Bobby? We do not. Ah, not shit. a college okay. show. Ah, okay. Um, 
So yeah, actually, if anybody wants to be a tester, I've you know I'm totally welcome. To anybody can email um, contact at pop checkcom That's like p o p hyphen check dot com, um, or email Bobby or hit us up on Instagram at at get pop check. Wait a minute, does it get or use? I forgot. I'll put use. I'll put the it's info. Used. I forgot. Yeah, I'll, I haven't I'll get... done much in Instagram yet, but it's use pop check. Hit me up, uh, and then I'll send you the link. Um, you guys can test it out. Any of your listeners want to check it out? If a hundred people start hitting me up, I might turn people away. But I just need a few more. I want some eyeballs on this thing, especially once a new search widget comes out this week. Cool. So I'll put the info in the episode details okay. too. So guys, uh, I'll get the info and I'll throw it in there, and and you can reach out to Will and and go from there. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I want to get some more eyes on the thing because uh, you had some ideas and it was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, actually, let's talk about that. You mentioned uh, you wanted the the pop count for the set built, like the whole set, right? Yeah, I was just thinking like I and I was just kind of brainstorming like, oh, like what what could I what could I do in here more if I have more information? And it was, you know, like if I want to look up 2022 series two like if mm-hmm. i want or if i want to look up that j-rog card and look at pop info um maybe i then want to go in and look at the bobby witt oh yeah yeah stuff sort like of that like, just... um yeah so you could click on oh this is a good idea now i know what you're talking about i like this we're brainstorming so you got the landing page for uh series two sp j-rod great and then you'd be able to click on that set and see everything from that set yeah and it's almost like i i probably used a bad example saying j-rod but let's say torque like oh i want to see how many graded torques are out there um for his sp the number's pretty low and don't waste your money on torkelson the guy's a bust (laughs) well let's say i believe in him (laughs) and i want to and i want to i want to see what's out there and i presume i'm going to log in and i'm going to see a really low number and i'm going to say hey it's low because of you know, people thinking that he's a bust, like you said, but maybe right. I can pop over and yeah, look at that, another man, SP okay. and that's going to tell me where the pop count will get, you know, eventually. If you just thought up a out. feature that that would be really complicated to implement, then I'm just running through my head how much this is going to cost me. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe get just the base base no, but, model up and running and yeah, see if yeah. other people like, are interested. Okay, so you can click on the set and then okay, well maybe I could rerun the search and it would just search for now the set but subtract the player name. So that might be it. Okay. All right. Maybe I'm just too used to digging around on like PSA's page. So like if you yeah. go into the PSA app and you enter a cert number, it takes you to like mm-hmm. the sp- the specific pop on the card, you drill into that and it takes you to the whole set. So maybe yeah. I'm just like in my head thinking about, no, the no, it's do. good. It's it, the PSA is, is really good to navigate. BGS is, is awful to navigate. Um, it, it, it's, it's interesting because PSA wasn't always the biggest grader, you know, right. when grading first popped up and really blew up, like I want to say 15 years ago, uh, yeah, know, it was BGS, right? BGS that's why I'm was a, the thing. Everybody wanted BGS because they wanted the subgrades. So, you know, everyone's looking at pop checks or uh, pop counts for PSA, you know, but what if a card was the card in 2003? There might be more BGSs than PSAs of that because that was the grade. That was the the one. Yeah. So, you know, got to get the whole picture, I guess. 
yeah, for sure. Well, super cool. Thanks for thanks for sharing some details. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing the app with me. I thought it was cool to navigate, and it's good to kind of see what's coming. Yeah, I I will be yeah, interested no, because it. I'm I'm always poking around like pop count info, and it's funny that you also kind of said, hey, like, does it really make sense to only use the PSA numbers? So I I have like a bunch you can, of yeah, you indiv- can get the a good idea, but yeah. I think but like even has a lot more graded than of, of stuff from a certain era that people. Well, even like these free agents. So I had like a card or two idea on a lot of them. And what I did to give people a good idea of, you know, the rarity of it is I just pulled the PSA 10 pop count. Mm-hmm. And then after I did that, I was thinking to myself, well, shit, does that really make sense? Because when I look at guys like Verlander and Kershaw, like that's from 15 years ago. Like Kershaw, yeah, most of twenty years like, ago. I'm I'm actually trying to get a better version of my Kershaw first Bowman right now, and most of those that you see on eBay are BGS graded. Yeah, cool. What do you think about free agency so far? Okay, so uh, let's just talk about Judge. He's going to be the biggest guy, you know. Yeah, and and I think that every Judge collector should be stoked he signed with the Yankees. Because any legacy player that jumps ship midway and has a new team, their legacy is diminished. And if the legacy is diminished, their value is going down. And it always helps a player's value if they stick with the same team. 100%. I mean, so, uh, so if like, I say I, buy, sell, buy, hold, or sell on Aaron Judge in terms of not necessarily for short term, but thinking about long-term collecting sell them right now sell them right now for yeah, price sell judge right now interesting for sure for sure sell judge right now because he will follow the same pattern as every other you know big player and the best time to buy any big player whether it's trout pool holes aaron judge guys who are going to be talking about forever is in the twilight of their career basically what happened with pool holes Right. Before so, he went on his rampage. Right, right. So like <laughs> if you were to look at a pool, the cost of a pool holes card when he hit 600 home runs or something, nobody cared about pool holes cards in the later years of him on the Angels. They were so cheap. They were crazy cheap. And then COVID hit and everything spiked up and then he started coming back and then he's going to hit 700 and it was a big thing. And they all just keep jumping up. And this is going to same thing happen with judge judges. Cards are going to continue to be really expensive for now a couple of years. If he has another monster two or three years, they're just going to keep climbing up, you know, and maybe stay there. Cause they're pretty high now. I mean, I don't know if he can do, you know, 60 home runs again, but when he's 37, and he's hitting 24 home runs a year and batting 250 and he's injured a lot. Right. His cards are going to be cheap again. Now, will they be cheap, cheaper than now? I, I don't know. Probably. Cause that's what's happened with like every other player it kind of depends on how the hobbies going in general, but they'll go that. And then once all of a sudden it talks about like him retiring or this is going to be it, then they'll start climbing up again. And then there'll be another time between retirement and Hall of Fame when people forgot about him. And then they'll dip down again, and then they'll shoot back up at Hall of Fame. And then once there, they'll kind of plateau and just follow the hobby. 
Do you feel that way for all cards? The high pop, the mid pop, the low pop? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the player. Yeah. I'm you know. I'm specifically thinking like Judge. So like his base from 2017 tops, like just his okay. base card paper. So what's that going for now? Like 100 Actually, and something? I don't well, know we're the guessing, price We're going it, by so. PSA 10, I'm guessing. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, 100 and... Oh, that's it. Okay, his tops chrome is 130. His tops chrome is 100 to 130 for a chrome. Oh no, no, that's a that's a base. That's tops, 100 bucks. Wow, chrome is only like 20, 30 dollars more. I thought it'd be more than that. So you're so looking enough. at a you're looking at 100 bucks for a base tops, 120, 130 for a chrome right now. This is a base tops for 100 dollars. Yeah. The pop I, wish count I, had, is... I wish I had my app up running right now because then I yeah, would just look and tell you exactly how many there are. And I'll bet you there's way more than you'd want there to be. The base paper. So this I did look up. There's 4,000 PSA 10s. All right. That's a lot, but it's not. It's not obscene. It's not crazy. But yeah, it is a lot. It's not Acuna numbers. But so the card I'm looking at and that I really want. And here, here is somewhere where I'll be curious to get your thoughts too because I bounce around on... Do I want the image variations or do I want a cool oh, parallel? Base. Okay. So, yeah. so the, the card that I'm, I've been looking at and I've been looking at it for like six months and I still haven't pulled the trigger. Um, but it's the 2017 tops. It's an image variation. It's like the leaning on the railing, I okay. think is the name of it. And it's like, a the last it's auction went for like 220 or so, but now you can't get anybody to like it's, minimum card yeah so i i don't know what's going to happen with the demand for image variations in the long term because they're kind of a relatively new thing for you know big name players we haven't seen the cycle of a player succeed retire hall of fame who also has an image variation right we don't know what the demand is going to be long term on those I'm assuming they're going to be really strong because the hobby has responded really strongly to them in general. So that's the one that I would be maybe not buying right now, but trying to catch something on auction. If I can get it for like less than 300, like the people that were, there were two auctions on that card. And the, Mm -hmm. by the way, the pops two twenty nine on PSA tens. It's like low tiny but there were a couple that went for low 200s like 200 or 220 bucks like in late october basically after the yankees were okay think of it this way think of it this way if it's you said it's 350 now for a psa 10 but you had it you saw them recently for like 200 220 yep so all right let judge have and that's what it was before well it was high it was they were going around 500 when he was in his chase and then yeah they tanked and then they tank some more. Yeah, because now they've kind of rebounded. Right They're definitely not back to so the let peak. judge. Let judge. If I were you, I, I would I would think, OK, what is this going to be? Because it sounds like this would be a long term hold for you. Oh, yeah, this would um, be my. So I view judge as I was not going to go anywhere near him. And the only reason I didn't pull the trigger on one is because I was worried about him walking in free agency. Because, yeah, now he's locked in and now he has a yes. chance to be a a new york yankee legacy player he, and if he gets locked yep. into a new york like I, he's not gonna be jeter status but if he gets but at locked minimum in, he's like, 
at minimum, he's Don Mattingly only with with a right. home run record. Right. So, so. Uh, hey, hey, Don Mattingly's got a home run record. He had his record for grand slams in a season. Does he? How yeah, many? It's like 16 or something wild or, or, or eight. I think it's eight. I was going like, to say, no way, it, 16. Sorry, that's like... <laughs> sorry. No, it's eight. I think it's he. Had, uh, the record for Grand Slams in a season was Don Mattingly. So oh, my goodness. He's, he's a hitter, too. Um, I would think because the hobby is down right now, and, you know, it's not a bad time to get a Judge SP if you're thinking long, long-term hold, but you would have to rely on flipping it you'd have to rely on the hobby rebounding quite a bit in the next couple of years and Aaron judge really performing the next two or three years to make money on that in that amount of time. But if you're like 15, 20 year hold on this thing, now's not a bad time. Your only other option is to wait six to seven years while he's like I said, late thirties, he's nursing injuries. He's in the New York tabloids of the New York post says Aaron judge is washed up. He's done. Why are we paying this Joker $35 million a year? Oh, he's divorced now, and he's yeah, out with whatever. this supermodel and, and that. Yeah, and, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like, <laughs> is, 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 is Aaron Judge's legacy tarnished by his poor performance at his old age? At that point, now his cards are cheap again. Yeah. But are you going to wait that long to save 100 bucks? Probably not. Probably not. I'd get it. It's just I mean, nice I'd... to look at for the next, you know, while he's in his prime. Yeah, so. but that's your time. Like, think right now. You Like, okay, if we're going by that, that way of thinking who's a player that is now legacy player an all-timer mm-hmm. twilight of their career but isn't really like grabbing headlines it was pool holes a few years ago it's it's like think of miggy cabrera yep that guy's an all people haven't that hasn't clicked in yet because yeah. he hit he did all his things he did the 500 home runs he did the 3,000 hits but now they're like he's now he's back to like not being good. So like, I got my Miggy card last year, so I'm good on him. Get get your Miggy cards now. He's the guy who's in that pocket. Yep. You know, once we start talking about him getting near the Hall of Fame and be like, he's a first ballot, he's an all timer. Remember when he did? People will forget about those last three or four years when he was terrible, and think like, remember he won a freaking triple crown? Then yeah. he'll get in the memory of people going, oh yeah. He's one of the best ever. His cards will shoot back up. Yeah. What I try to think about is whose cards am I going to want in 20 years? And that that's definitely one that I'm going to Yeah, want. you want a Mickey, you know, a rookie. I, I only have the tops. I want the chrome. Yeah. The base. I, I have the base. One. I have a, I yeah. have the base PSA 9. So. I got I got to say, I got SGC 9.5. And there you go. Yeah, I tell you, it does not look like a 9.5, though. It looks like a 9. Hmm. So that's twice now I've I have two SGC cards that are possibly overgraded. Mm. So I'm like, eh. so now you're going the other way against what well, you said earlier. I, yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's tough because I bought these, you know, I got them on eBay. I and then like, yeah, well, you can zoom five. in, but some stuff you can only you see can't in person. See it. You get it in your hand, and then you're like, ah, damn. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I would I think... like to replace that one for one that I know is in perfect shape, regardless yeah. of the grade. I, I'm with you on Judge though. I yeah. think if you're if you're just especially if you're in the base because again even though it's only four thousand like those numbers will continue to climb not at as rapid of a rate because it's a five year old card now but still I, I'd get the chrome over the base if it's only yeah. twenty or thirty dollar difference yeah that chrome I'm sure the numbers on the chrome are at least half yeah you know but so. I think 
overall judges, I had a, you know, a buy in terms of overall collectability, you know, short term, you're probably not going to make a ton of money for the a reasons players, you said. A but, lot of players are buying now because the yeah. hobby's down. Right. You know, yeah, a lot the macro of, players, of it is, yeah, like, which is, if yeah, you can buy, buy now. I mean, we may be entering a recession, which means the cards are going to get hit as well. Um, right. So and you could just ride that, but I've it, been thinking we're at the bottom for six or nine months now. So no, nah, man, you just gotta just look at the S P five hundred. Yeah. Once that hits bottom, then our cards will be at bottom. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> what about the Grom? Oh, Actually, man. anything more you want to say about Judge? No, 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 no. I'm good on Judge. Um, the Grom, <sighs> he hurt his legacy going to the Rangers. If he stayed a Met. His card values will will it's the same same way of thinking is is like wow if he has two more three good seasons and then fizzles out on the Mets the Mets will all love him because he'll be remembered as the guy who had such a dominant stretch with the Mets he might have a couple dominant years with the fourth place Rangers who cares yeah you're not gonna get it's... nobody's gonna pay attention and I know this for the Rangers because I'm a Dodger fan and I, I was I was really high on Corey Seager. And, you know, he, he did well, he had his world series MVP and he was just tearing it up. And then we all knew he was going to walk because he has Boris as his agent and the Dodgers don't sign anybody with Scott Boris. Um, and when he went to the Rangers, his card values just dropped significantly because now nobody cares what he does. If he's not Mike Trout and he's not the greatest player in the league, then you're not being noticed in on a team like that. Yeah. They're spending money, but they've got a long way to go in that division. Yeah, you have to be, you have to like fight your way for attention on a team like the Rangers right now. Yeah. To get attention in the hobby, you have to just really, yeah, really be good. Like like Mike Trout, you have to be like so good that you're on, you're like break away from the crappiness of the team you're playing on. And Seager put up good numbers last year. Yeah. Like he had like a, a good war. He had 30 something home runs. His batting average was a little lower, but that's all right. And and then his cards just really didn't get, do anything. It went down way hard because it's like, ah, he's on the Rangers. He's not winning a championship. Yeah, the DeGrom thing hurts. I'm a sell on DeGrom too. And it's he he I'm have like to, torn you know, about it. I know. I, and I, I wish he would have stayed. I, I mean, I'm not I a would've... Mets fan, but like he he went through some tough years in New York and now they're getting I mean they're good again and it's yeah, I wish he was there for it. I, DeGrom would have to DeGrom has the ability to be so good that he really sticks out like Mike Trout. He it does the ability to be like the yeah. greatest pitcher on the planet again cuz he can if he can stay healthy. So that might break away the fact that he's not on the Rangers or that he is on the Rangers. Yeah, if he's healthy. Um, yeah, he's healthy. he can he'll be the greatest guy. And and then once you got to think long term, what's his legacy going to be? And right now he's only got a 5 or 6 year stretch where he was elite, the best on the planet and then can't stay on the field. Yeah, I think he so needs a couple more good years. If he wins for... a Cy Young and or top 5 voting a Cy Young for the next 3 years, that might be enough for you to be like, "Oh, remember? He had that stretch." You know, it, it's kind of up to him at this point, but the being on the Rangers isn't helping. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's helping him either. And I'm not got... selling my DeGroms, though. I have a Chrome and a base 
update. Yeah, that's the thing. So even when selling. I say even when I say sell in terms of this is investor cl- talk for the people who flip things. I don't sell anything yeah. unless I you know really don't want it. But it, even like in terms of overall collectability, sell. But I mean, like you said, the market is so low. So if it, if it's for your personal collection and you want to keep it, like I, I don't think now is the right. That's time our hot to advice anything. to you. You stir, heard it straight here. If you like it, keep it. Yeah, exactly. And I so I don't have any Degrom cards. I've been lo- same thing as Judge. I've been looking at Degrom cards for at least six months. Did his pr- Did you see if prices dropped once he got signed? Like that? I mean, it's only been like a week. Are I haven't been. Tra- I haven't been tracking too hard where it was before and where it is now so I'll my problem you, i is, would put money on that they're dropping uh until the season starts yeah yeah i'm like, looking at three different cards and those ones don't seem to be dropping but again okay. it's because i'm looking at those super rare cards so the 2004 they're all three of them are in tops update so there's the uh the pointing like short oh yeah the image pointing yeah so that one's got 76 as its PSA 10 pop. So super low. Uh, then I'm just looking at the gold, which has got a pop of 106. And oh, I really... Those are so low. Those numbers are super yeah. low. What I really, really like is the Walmart blue ones. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen those. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I, that, I, I mean, that color match is just... Awesome. It is. It is nice, and the Walmart and and same thing with the Target ones. They're super condition sensitive. Like you don't see a lot of those gems yeah. because those corners are just any, especially in retail in that era. Um, packs were landed on the floor. They weren't like in 2014. Walmart and Target were a mess for cards. There were stuff put on clearance. There were you know, it's not like the nice. Oh, stuff moves, product moves all the time. So the cards are probably in good condition. Like this is like kids throwing the packs around yeah. and they're all super condition sensitive for those. Those, uh, those that's parallels. the one I'm leaning towards the blue, the Walmart blue. Yeah. The I, PSA I w- 10 pop is 30, but the card <laughs> yeah. is like, yeah. So someone got a steal a month ago and got one. See now with pop check, we'd be able to pull up and know how many of those have really been graded by all four companies. Exactly. Once I get that's why I need it. And finish it. I know we all need it. <laughs> that's why who knows, I need it. 2014, there may have been more BGSs than we thought. I'm going to screw myself over here, but there's a really nice SGC 9.5 that I've been thinking about putting an offer on. The guy's got it up for 215 or best offer. It's SGC 9.5 of that Walmart Blue Degrom. Ooh. It's a nice card, but what I can't get over is a month ago somebody got, and I know this is an outlier and. But somebody got a PSA 10 for 300 bucks or 310 bucks. And I'm just like, yeah, oh it might have been goodness. one of those ones that the eBay auction ends accidentally on a Tuesday at 2 p.m. Yeah, because the guy screwed up and someone got lucky. Yeah. So I'm using that as like my. All right. My so comp. nobody buy it. Whoever listens to this podcast, nobody buy it. Let Bobby think about it a little longer, a little longer, just a little bit. If it's gone by the time this podcast, let's take comes a caller. Let's Tuesday take a caller morning. and see. Should Bobby <laughs> buy this Jacob Degrom Walmart on eBay right now? Well, let me we see. Callers, so, yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm not quite that advanced in terms of technology <laughs> yet. I, I mean, you're the IT guy with the app. I think you can maybe help me figure it out. So, I, it might be one of those where the guys just got it on 
or best offer because he wants somebody to just buy it. My last offer was one sixty five. He said no. Just auto lo- auto- you're, you're lowballing them, man. Come on. Hey, when I think that a one sixty five offer for an SGC nine point five when the last PSA ten comp is three hundred not that out of line yeah but you said yourself yourself that that's an outlier i know but maybe i could get another outlier here no no, i don't know how bad he wants to sell it the guy he knows better yeah we'll see i don't know i look look here we go the october 10th upgrade or update to grom blue psa 10 406 dollars this was two months ago hmm yeah, look, it, it was like 700, uh, then yeah, it was 600, 500. then 500, 400, 300. It's like drops one by 100 for, every one month. One for $1,000. That has to be fake. There's no way someone paid $1,000 for that. It's a sick card, though. Now, the color match is good. I can dig it. I say you buy it. I know your wife's going to be mad at you, but Wait, don't worry well, about it. Well, the problem is I want to buy all these cards. That's my we problem. All, hey, I got to sell. We all want to buy all the cards. I've, I've got... I, I've got $180 left in my PayPal. So, you know, right, so I have you enough sell, for that card, but I'm looking at some other cards too. That's the problem. I'm, I'm trying to let the hobby fund the hobby, you know? Here's here's the worst thing that can happen. Let's play this out. He has two more years of decent dominance, but he doesn't pitch, you know, more than 150 innings because he does a DL stint on each one. And then by his third year of his contract, he can't throw more than a hundred innings. Then he never vo- gets Cy Young votes ever again. The Rangers never get to the playoffs. So all you have now is his five or six year stretch run. Does he make it to the hall of fame? And do we think of DeGrom as one of the greatest of all time? I don't think he makes it to the hall of fame. Then your card is worthless. Your card. <laughs> I don't is agree. Only- I it's don't not agree. worthless. It's not worthless, but your card will tank. We just You're... talked about we just talked about Mattingly though, but I don't have a PSA ten of it. Mattingly's Mattingly's uh, an interesting case though because, but he um, stayed with the Yankees, right? No, no, no. I, what I'm saying with Mattingly is is that his card, his '84 Donruss, is an iconic card. Besides what he did, like that was such a big deal for collectors in the '80s, like. That was such a chase card. That I mean, was like a bat down or something. Exactly. Think of the 86 Donruss Canseco. That card still has a lot of value, like a lot of value. Canseco's not in the Hall of Fame. He's he's right. known as being like a terrible person and has all, all I can this remember is the ball hitting him. him in the head and going. <laughs> yeah, the I fence. mean, like he, he's like kind of a punch <laughs> punching bag now, but still a PSA 10 86 Canseco. Goes for like two hundred dollars. It's crazy, or whatever. It's a lot. I don't know exactly what it is. Someone call in and tell us what it is. Um, well, I will. I will tell you. I will tell you guys eventually whether I buy this or not. But maybe right. if it's still up by the time this uh, airs, have at it, guys. Take it down. <laughs> but that's what me. I mean. Is that like this card isn't like a hobby iconic card for no, all it's time, not. like the '86 Canseco. Or that 84 Donruss Mattingly, where even if you don't know about sports cards, you probably still know about, you've seen those pictures. You know, it holds like other, it's in the cultural zeitgeist, you know? Yeah. I'll give his base a shout too, because the paper, the PSA 10 counts only 2000. 
And again, it's PSA. There's probably more at other places, but yeah. that's not a bad number. All right, here you go, Bobby. Check this out. $86 Conseco PSA 10 sold November 27th for $386. That's insane. Right. That's more than that's more than a Barry Bonds. Right, because that card is PSA iconic. 10. That card holds weight. Everybody knows what that looks like. It's 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 like, yeah, man, the Conseco. Oh, we can buy uh, a PSA DNA 1010 for 517. That's cool. Do it. Do you know that you can get anything signed by Jose Canseco at his car wash in Vegas? Really? <laughs> yeah. So if you go to his uh if you go to his car wash, there's like a menu out there that's like, all right, here's your deluxe, your wax, whatever. And then near the bottom, there's like autographs by Canseco cost this much, uh, a meet and greet costs this much, and like an hour sit down costs this much. Like it's at the car wash, like on the wall. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, so man. I don't think there'll be a shortage of Canseco autographs. Any other thoughts on DeGrom? If you believe in him performing, I'd buy it now. If you have a lot of yeah. doubts, you know. I mean, I'm keeping what I had because I got him cheap before the hobby exploded in COVID. But yeah. So I'll, I'll be in the black no matter what. But now it's 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 about you're betting on his performance in the future. Yeah. What about Verlander? Verlander already has a legacy. He can do whatever he wants now. Yeah, that yeah. was where I was at with him. I was like, hold. I mean, yeah, he's not yeah, necessarily he's, hold, but this doesn't change anything for me yeah, with him. But he's kind of a, you know, because he was on the Astros, a lot of people that hate Verlander. Um, but you could wait until people have forgotten about him, like after he's retired. But mm-hmm. he he has such a legacy. I mean, four Cy Youngs. It's like he's such an all-timer. His price skyrocketed this year, too, and it hasn't really come down either. So. Yeah, you'd have to wait till people really stop talking about him. And now they've just signed this big deal. If he does, if performs at all with the Mets, he's going to continue to rise and be more talked about. Yeah. He'd and have I to think really flounder. Yeah. And then people will talk, it'll drop. And then they won't talk about his legacy until they forget, oh, about that bad contract he did with the Mets. I think he'll be okay. Again, this doesn't fine. really change anything. He had a new arm put in. He's yeah. got a new elbow. He's got like a supermodel wife who's yeah. Kate Upton massages I mean, his arm every night. He's yeah. going to pitch till he's fifty. Yeah, he's fine. I I think if anything, it actually you know as long as he stays healthy, it could benefit him for the reasons you talked about. He's not in Houston. If there are people out, I know there are people out there that just don't want to touch anything Astros because of what happened. Oh, for sure. If he has if he has a top five Cy Young year next year, man, he's his prices are going to continue yeah. to go up and all those Mets fans they'll eat them up yeah if they're selling their DeGrom where, what are they buying they're probably buying Verlander so Mets, man. or Brandon oh. Nimmo <laughs> Brandon I don't know Nimmo. Jesus. <laughs> I'm not even gonna go into that, ah, that was... Brandon Nimmo 20, 160 million dollars and I was like why this is a everybody everybody in the baseball right now is paying these free agents as a Steve Cohen tax okay Everybody, because I know, I feel like this is what's happening is the players are going, the agents are like, you know what? This is what Xander Bogarts wants. That's crazy. Steve Cohen's willing to pay it. And so everyone goes, God damn it. You know what? You're probably right. Steve Cohen will, they already have a shortstop, but he'll pay it anyway. And so everybody's price went up because they're all fighting with Steve Cohen now. I feel like that's what's happening. I could be wrong, but. I don't know what is happening in San Diego. I'll tell you that because you just be happy I, that someone took your money. Well, yeah, I was 
So here, here's my range of thoughts over the last week or two. Yeah, your listeners should know, though, that you are in San Diego, you are a Padre fan, and you are a Tatis apologist. So I get it. You know, so he's coming from a place of bias. Just know that, I, 100%. listener. 100%. Yeah, the EFIS logo, it's Padres colors, all right? It is, 100%. I know. You're not fooling anybody, <laughs> all right? So, but when I saw this, well, when I saw the, the Trey Turner thing, that yeah. he went to Philly, I thought that contract was huge. That's absurd. And then when I heard the Padres offered 30 or 40 million more, I was a little sad because I was like, it's not my money. I would have loved to have Trey Turner in San Diego. Like, he's a you game know, changer. He's not. He Sorry, is. Trey. He, Trey. He just kicks our asses. <laughs> look, I get it. I watched him play in the Dodgers for what year and a half, and we all knew he wasn't going to stay. And as Dodger fans were like, "Yeah, it'd be cool to have him," but eh. Was there ever ever a chance? I I heard like his family or is his wife is from like Jersey or the East Coast, and he just I have, really I don't know. I mean, there's guys who read into that like hometown thing. And yeah. I'm not really sure about that. You know, Kershaw lives in Texas and he loves playing in L.A. So I, I don't know. Uh, the thing about Trey Turner is that Dodger fans knew well. he was very clear. He didn't really like being here. Like everybody knew it. He's also not like a really fiery, intense guy who seems to be having fun. So Dodger fans did really dig that, you know, and. We also knew that his greatest asset is, is his speed. And he's 30. He's only going to get slower. So if he loses his speed and can't leg out as many infield singles as he always does, he's not going to be elite anymore. So what is he going to do in five years when he can't beat those infield singles that he hits all the time? He's going to. I don't up. understand the length of the deal. Yeah, it's that- like... I don't know. It's Steve Cohen tax because Steve Cohen probably said, I'll pay you whatever. And Philly's like, ah, damn it. All right, fine. He's good though. He's good. I don't know. He, you I'm not different... saying he's not good. I saw there's a guy on YouTube right now who even made a video. Uh, he's probably a better Dodger fan. Just says that like Trey Turner's not the player you think he is. And he just spends 10 minutes saying how this guy is overrated. That's interesting. Cause like I, again, I only watch him play whatever, 20 times a year when the Padres are playing the Dodgers, not even all the games, the ones I can catch. And I just feel like he just kills the Padres. So I'm happy to see him not in Dodger blue. Yeah, we we were as fans were like, yeah, it's cool, but I get it. Yeah, you were a nice rental, you know. He's solid. I I would really see. I still feel like he would have changed the Padres team, but you you've had him on your team and you don't feel that way. So maybe no, I mean, I, I, he didn't perform in the playoffs um, for either of the seasons he was on the team and he never seems to have the intensity or drive that you kind of, we, we all wanted, mm-hmm. you know, he was seemed like, uh, does he want to be here? Eh, I don't know. So are you a buy, sell or hold on Trey Turner? Uh, I, I would, it was a tough one. I haven't thought about him as buy, sell, or hold. So it depends where you bought him. If you bought him years ago when no one was paying attention to him, just hold it. If if you bought it recently, I would I would hold it and see how he does this year in Philly. 
Philly, he could be making noise in Philly, but man, his game is going to fall off quick. And I, I don't see Trey Turner as a Hall of Famer. I don't, I don't see him as a Hall of Famer ness. I, I think he's, he's getting paid like one. He's he's at like thirty war, and he's thirty. He's no but he way. had six he's war kid. last year, but he, yeah, he's got to keep it up. So I yeah, had. A I would say I now. would say if you're an investor and you're not you're not like a Trey Turner fan, I would sell when he's got the most buzz in Philly. Like try to wait for him to do something wild or the Phillies to do well next year, and hope that happens, and then sell him. Yeah, yeah. I I was a hold on him too. I I've actually never really looked at Trey Turner cards. It's never been somebody I've tried to put into my, into my PC, but I I was just for the purpose of researching this episode, just going out and looking. And I was like, Oh boy. So anybody wants to buy a, a Chrome refractor, I've got one for sale on eBay. Best offer to hit me up. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say it was one of the Sapphire ones. Nah, it's... those are so nice. Yeah, I, and it's uh, from that like first set of Sapphire where only 250 I know. were made. Those are, those are going to be, uh, those are like the Sapphire. That's like the modern day Tiffany's. They're going to be yeah. treated. They're going to be treated pretty well in the future. So I bought, I got my Tatis soft Sapphire in the mail on Friday. <laughs> See, you're a Tatis <laughs> apologist. I knew it. I got a BGS 95 for 375 bucks. I was like, this is a $2,000 card two years ago. Yeah. Where's it going to play next year? Shortstop. You already got a shortstop. Well, we'll get, we'll get to that. When we talk, (laughs) talk about Xander, I jumped the gun, but that Trey Turner, that Sapphire card's nice. So I think if you're a Phillies, that's the year. Those, those early Sapphires are super hot. Um, I think I have a, there's a BGS 10 for like 350 or 400 bucks. And I was like, if I'm a Phillies fan and I'm trying to get buzzed yeah, on yeah. Trey Turner, I'm getting in on that. You're getting that. But but I see it as Trey Turner since I don't I, I don't collect him, you know, personally. I don't PC him, so I would think like, is this guy to be valuable long term? And the answer is no. It's a hard yeah. no. There's no way this guy's either. getting in the Hall of Fame. His career's gonna fizzle out. He's gonna have a lot of negative energy about it. His cards are gonna be cheap, you know, in six years. So yeah. There's not a lot of like Trey Turner fanboys out there. I know it doesn't it's give off it's... a vibe of like, hey man, I'm really cool. Follow me. What's well, the whole jumping franchises thing? Yeah, it like, hurts, man. It he hurts. wasn't. I. I mean, he won a World Series in Washington, but he was not like an iconic player there. He was not iconic in L.A. And now he's going to Philly later in his career. Now, if they win like. A World Series or two? Can he be, be iconic and fill? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he totally. Like can, definitely. But... And is that team going to be really freaking scary with him mm-hmm. and his prime right now setting the table for those big bats? Like hell yeah, they're going to be tough. Um, so I think it's a really good move for the Phillies, and yeah, I think it's for, a good move for, for the for next Trey three Turner. years. It'll yeah, be good for the next three years. The contracts, and then just... the contracts are just so tough. Oh my god! Maybe have, some they... of these owners are thinking that it's worth it for them to just eat the back half of these contracts. You know, they're like, whatever. Yeah, it's I fine. know. That's that's what I'm trying to figure out. So, we'll, uh, what about? What are your oh, thoughts no. about Xander? Xander's the exact same situation. I mean, you guys yeah. say everyone's going to say the same thing. You can read it on Reddit all day. What is San Diego doing? 11 years for a guy who's 30. You're not going to play shortstop at 41. Like San Diego right now, you guys are going all in to win for the next two years. Your window when Soto is for sure in the team. And Machado, what, ops out in two years? 
a year. Machado can opt out after this year. Okay, so, better, so maybe it's yeah. a one-year window, you know, that you're really going for it. And the Padres, see, you, you've been a Padre fan for a bit, but do you remember when they went all in like 10 years ago with Matt Kemp, Justin Upton? Um, oh, yeah, I was here. Uh, Will Myers. Yeah, that, that was, was like, like 20. That was like. 2016 2017 when they they signed Hosmer yeah they traded away the farm (laughs) and like it was like whoa like this is a good look at this team on paper Will Myers was great at the time Matt Kemp was still you know bringing it Eric Hosmer just came off World Series like it was huge they were so terrible then they fizzled out hard yeah they they got something for that James Shields guy though Oh, yeah, for a yeah. little bit, <laughs> big, big game, big game, James. Yeah, so they, that was for Tatis, right? That was the trade. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So I, I'm just saying that, like, Padre San Diego ownership has done this before, where they just go all in, and we've seen it fail. Now, I'm not saying Matt Kemp and Aris Hosmer is the same as Machado and Juan Soto because I think the the kind of player is different. But man, they got they have their window, but if they blow it in the next two years. San Diego is going to be drowning for like, Oh, it's going to be bad. It's going to be so, bad. <laughs> but if you guys win a world series, it'll it's be worth, worth it. it. It'll be worth yeah, it. hundred percent. So, so every, I, I think everybody knows this and yeah. everyone is going to be watching San Diego and kind of like hoping they fail. Cause they want to see a train wreck. <laughs> well, I mean, as a Dodger fan, I'm obviously like wanting to see, like, I want to see these guys just crash and burn. I want to see fights in the dugout. I want to see everything happen. Hey, 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 hey. You know. All right. So here's my <laughs> here's my thought pattern. Like last week. Okay. So swing and miss on. I can't even remember if Turner or Judge came first. I think it was Turner, but yeah, maybe it I'm was wrong. Turner. So swing and miss on Turner. I'm like, damn, we we're gonna offer him forty million more than that. That's crazy. I guess yeah. we do have money. Then I hear, oh, we're gonna get throw four hundred million at Judge. Like that's crazy, and. At that point, I'm like, well, we're probably dumb. We'll, we'll sign like a couple, of, you know, we'll sign a starting pitcher. We'll sign a first baseman or something. We'll do something small. And then I was like, yeah, and then we're going to go hard for Otani next offseason, even though he's not going to come here. But then I saw the like just like popped up on my phone the one night, like Xander Bogarts. And I'm like, wait, 11 years? Yeah, I'm like, 11 is he, years. I'm He's like, hasn't be... he been around for like 10 years? I've heard. So from I had Boston. to look it up. Yeah. I've heard from Boston fans that they're not like super stoked on his defense as a shortstop. Yeah, I could be wrong there. No, I uh, heard that too. Yeah. And, and so, so imagine, you know, guys aging out, maybe he'll move to third base. And he's like, well, what does Machado do? And like, I guess put him at second base, put him at first. I, I don't know. I mean, like, the Dodgers did this for a couple of years where they like would sign a player where we obviously already have someone in that position and they would just move guys around and, and they would make sure that they're okay with that. Maybe that conversation happened. Cause Xander was like, you're paying me how much? Yeah. I don't give a shit. I'll yeah. play first, whatever. Well, he said he's a shortstop. So at his press conference, and I think I heard someone say that the Padres basically said they don't care what Tatis thinks. Well, like, yeah, okay. I don't know how much how much clout he's got at this point. So, I would so I would be surprised. I mean, so I'm I love Tatis. I don't like what he did. Um, he's a Tatis I don't like a lot of guys. 
Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> I, I don't like a lot of the things that have gone down, but he's a hell of a player. And so I can get so over good. a lot, but he's I would be surprised. So talented. If, I'd be surprised if he's a Padre in a year. I really, really, do so you think they're going to dump him on someone else? If somebody will take him, I think their ears are going to be wide open. Okay. So you would know this more because you know, you follow Padres every day. Like you, you're thinking if like the mindset of ownership and the fans are like, let's move on from him. It's hard to know because they can't advertise him right now. They can't put him on any promo material because he's suspended. Okay. Um, well, it sure the, feels. What does the Twitter's sure, feel, or you know, what is Reddit? What are the fans saying? Are they like move on from this guy? They're like, nah, nah. He he's he's so talented. We want to keep him. It's like hit or miss. There's a lot of the move on, and there's a lot of you guys forget he's the best player on our team, and it's not close. And like there was there was a poll, who's the best player? Like two days ago on the Padres Reddit, who's the best player on the Padres? Manny, Tatis, Soto, or Xander? And when there were like 2000 votes, I think like at least 1100 of them were for Tatis. So okay. I was like, all right, everybody still thinks he's the best player. I so think Soto's if, better. When does he come but... back? Does he come back midway through this year of 2023? No, he's or... only suspended for like 15 games. He's, he's back. Okay. In April. So he'll be back. And, and yeah. I'm, I'm guessing he'll be, you know, he'll get in shape and do the thing. If he comes back and plays, I'm guessing center field. Um, if he plays center field or right field, no, Soto's on right. Sorry. I think I think put him in right and move Soto to left. Soto doesn't really have an arm. Okay, so he'll put either way, he'll play the outfield. If he puts up six, seven war, everybody will forget. Everyone Probably. will forget and it'll be like and and if he has like great diving plays and is the freak athlete that we've seen him be and the crazy talented guy and starts, you know, continually having the swagger that we all like to watch. If he does that, everyone will forget. Be like, ah, that was just a thing. He didn't need the juice. Let's. I just and don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know where to his... risk it. Buy Tatis now if you believe in his talent. But man, yeah. if he, if the Padres dump him because they don't want to deal with the drama, and he ends up, you know, somewhere <laughs> else, and he's playing for Toronto, man, his cards are going to tank hard until he's. Until next... he proves himself. Yeah. And he have to prove himself you... twice over. Did you see the stuff about his brother this week? No. <laughs> so What's his brother, the stuff? What is his it? brother's a like a White Sox top prospect now, which okay. is where Nando came from. Yeah. Picture of him popping a wheelie on his motorcycle. <laughs> and then on Twitter that I think he like broke his wrist or his foot. He on did? his motorcycle. See, I'm like, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, so, I'm like, yeah. is his family not learning anything? Like, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? So, his, so um, that when I saw that, dad, I was just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, his dad, Tatis Senior. Um, is every Dodger fan knows Tatis Senior because he did something against the Dodgers that no one has ever done. The guy hit two grand slams in one inning. Off of wait till Fernando hits three in one inning this right. year. So so everybody <laughs> knows that and and like Tatis is senior. Maybe he was he was in the steroid era. So he was not a big guy like his kid, and and he had a couple good years. So he could have been a juicer, and that could just be like, hey man, that's what the family does. Yeah, you who know? knows, man? Who knows? The the one good thing is he went and got the shoulder surgery 
that he didn't want to get before. Right. Like when he got suspended, he went and got the shoulder surgery. So hopefully he's healthy. I don't know. We'll see. The Padres need him. So enough about enough about him. Xander. Xander. You know, Xander. Uh, he's the same boat as these other guys. Yeah, Xander. Right? Xander, his cards aren't really like in super high demand as much as like Devers on, on the Sox. Everyone, you know, everyone's super high in Devers, which as they should be, because he has crazy potential at his age. I mean. I don't see Xander as being a Hall of Famer. I don't see him as being a guy that people are going to really talk about in, you know, 20 years. So you got to remember, I, I mean, I say that to phrase, you got to remember, like maybe you already know this, but if a player isn't really like a guy that you always think about when you think of all time greats, there's a huge price gap between the all time greats and a guy who was, an all-time good you know look at larry walker larry walker cards are nothing they cost nothing and that guy was so good i know he played for colorado it was in steroid era but like he had solid seasons for you know even the cardinals and he's first ballot hall of fame was he first ballot i could be wrong either way he's in the hall of fame he gets extra points for wearing a spongebob shirt during his uh hall of fame acceptance speech and you could pick up his premium, like a 1990 Leaf graded PSA 10 for barely anything. And this is Larry Walker, man. Todd Helton. I mean, he's another Rocky, but like, do you think that Xander Bogarts is going to have a better legacy than Larry Walker or any of those other guys? Like their cards are not going to be worth anything long term. Probably not. Yeah, but, so if you're a fan. But I still want a Xander card, so I got yeah, one this week. <laughs> Now you want a Xander card because he's on the Padres now. Exactly. Cool. No, no, that's but the you're going to sell it's... that Xander card once he's you know batting two forty and he's thirty seven years old and he's like, Probably. ah, this guy. We can't buy the other free agents because we're busy paying unless, Xander unless he wins a World Series with them, and then it's worth it. And then it's worth it because I still it. have. So I like I'm originally from Pittsburgh. I still have a bunch of Pirates cards that are to anybody else worthless, but to me they're not. Like I've got my got my Gregory Polanco rookie refractor. I've got my uh, Jung Ho Kang. You're the one guy who still has that. (laughs) Yeah, I've got my Jung Ho Kang rookie (laughs) rookie blue PSA nine. Pittsburgh, the era when Russell Martin was there. Yeah, I was at that wild card game against the Reds, the Cueto game when they were chasing Cueto, Cueto, and he just dropped the ball. It was awesome. No, that I remember that. So yeah, so those have a nostalgic value for you. But if you're thinking long term. Yeah, right. Xander is Xander's a no win. There's no way this guy is going to be long term like anybody really cares. You know? I tend to agree, but I still went out and got his uh, his rookie card. I got the the red hot foil. It's a nice looking card. Oh, the, I don't yeah, have red hot foils yet. are sick. I don't have any of those. My, my The one red hot foil I want is the, is the Mookie from 2014. Mookie. Yeah. I mean, he's a Dodger so, now. He's he's like, oh, yeah, he had that stint with the Red Sox. But no, he's going to the make, Hall of Fame as a Dodger. I'm going to make you really upset this week because my Mookie red hot foil is at uh, PSA right now getting authenticated. You're not going to grade it? No, no. I bought it. I bought it on eBay. Oh, okay, so it's great. like through the. They no, I'm not going to hate you. Street. That's great. That's a great purchase. Yeah, it's an awesome I, I mean, card. There's a million people who think that Mookie is undervalued. Um, he's awesome. Is, it's wild how undervalued it is. There's a guy 
I'm sure you guys all have seen him on YouTube. Scotty B. He has a YouTube yep. show. Everyone kind of knows him. He's popular. And he's a huge Mookie fan. It, it, all he does is talk about how undervalued this guy is. And he's right. Because he Mookie's going to be like, you know, end his career with war. That's like, what, 80 or 90 or something. And, and he's going to be an all-timer. He may not have the, the counting stats. Like, he may not get 3,000 hits. You know, f- he's not going to get 500 home runs. But he's going to have the titles and he's going to have the war. And he'll be his legacy. Silver will Slugger, be, Gold Glove, gold gloves, all this stuff. Yeah, his legacy will be there. And he'll be first ballot. I, I don't know why people don't aren't high in him. And like, and it's the I, switching teams, maybe. But he's he is one of the unique cases. He's got to win. He's he, got to win a, a championship uh, with the Dodgers. That's a non-COVID year. Yeah. That but he's people, like hobby. Hit, yeah, hobby guys don't count the 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 COVID World Series as being mm-hmm. like really meaningful, and I understand why. But if he wins another one with the Dodgers. You know, same with Freddie Freeman in there. Man, those legacies are going to be locked in yeah. as being. So get your Mookies now because the Dodgers. Get your Mookies. Twenty twenty three. You heard it here first. I think Manny too. I know people hate Manny, but he's a different guy now than he was. I oh, know you're a Manny me. apologist too. I get it. Man. See, you're you're a Padres fan. You just have I watched them like, all year, man. You have to say I'm sorry he, for so many players. He he <laughs> is. I, say what you want about Manny when he was younger, because I I hated him, but. Uh, yeah, nobody nobody liked him when he was on the Dodgers. He is a leader. If you just watched him this year and you knew nothing about baseball, you learned baseball this year and you just watched Manny this year, you'd be like, that guy is the man. Yeah, like, he is. We There was the Dodger fans knew that he got his act together this year. We could, we could kind of tell because we all hated him when he was on our team. Like it was like this. I don't like this guy. So it's causing problems. And. He's really grown up a bit. That's great. Still don't like him because he's on the Padres and you guys suck. (laughs) That was quite the argument there. (laughs) Hey, if he's on the Padres, I'm allowed to say that. All right. You guys guys suck. Let's talk about a Dodger. Let's talk about a Dodger. I think about Chris Taylor. Let's talk about Chris Taylor. The guy is the man. Definitely hobby relevant. (laughs) Super hobby relevant. Pick up his first Bowman Chrome Auto for i don't know 15 dollars maybe (laughs) (laughs) what about kershaw so i had him on the free agent list because i want to talk about kershaw i want to hear what you have to say about kershaw though so so yeah i i mean i've been a dodger fan so long i grew up in la you know and i remember when kershaw was coming up as like oh who's this young kid like he's supposed to be good and then just watched him just just dominate that stretch where he was just like Kershaw's legacy is really catching up. People are really getting it. And and I've been looking at his uh, rookie cards, especially his first Bowman, because I want to replace the one I got, because I got a first Bowman, but it's a, it's a BGS 8. Oof. Mm-hmm. Um, but his cards are really climbing, and they're maintaining value, like, over the past year. So you could have picked up a first Bowman auto raw for, I don't know, last year. And now, you know, it's like six, seven PSA tens are going for like two grand. You know, the refractors are going for like 3,500. Like these are, these are real heavy hitter numbers now. Mm -hmm. And there's not a lot because in 2006, there wasn't as many. So if you got in early, good, you may have to wait on Kershaw 
till people stop talking about his greatness. Because if he's active and dominating or even pitching halfway decent, they're still going to talk about his greatness. He has to disappear for a while for his cards to go back down. Yeah, but he's a Dodger, so he sucks. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So I so I don't think I've been in this rivalry long enough to develop that hatred. Hold on. We're the rivalry with the Giants. You guys are just uh, annoying. Yeah. I want you guys are just annoying, okay? We're the Dodgers Giants is the real rivalry. You guys are just spending I don't know. a lot of money. I don't know. I I think I remember where the Dodgers season ended this year. So <laughs> I know. I was like I, I was thinking I'm going to talk crap with Bobby and all he has to do is be like, you know, last year, I was like, yeah, yeah, we really shit the bed there. So I got nothing. <laughs> I, I was at game three and it was, I took my father-in-law and it was, we had an awesome, awesome time. Like, yeah, the, the energy one in of those, that stadium was crazy. You could just yeah. feel it on, on the TV broadcast that like, man, we, you'd show the, the Padre dugout. And, and how wild it was and the crowd's crazy and the Dodger dugout is just like, aren't we supposed to be winning this game? What happened? It's like, well, you're not, your heart's not in it. I was waiting for him to flip the switch the whole time and it, it, it just never happen. came. And, and I, 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 I watched so many games. Um, me and my wife actually watch most of the Dodger games throughout the year. And we were like, you know, they keep winning these games, but man, it does not look like they're having fun this year. Like hmm. these guys are just not stoked on the game. They're just going through the motions and they're winning. But like when there's walk-offs, it's like not a big celebration. There's not a lot of joking around. There's something not right here. And I'm like, I don't know. Better, better kick it up for the playoffs. And same thing. It's like there's you can't fight that energy of what the Padres had. Yeah. It's Lightning in a bottle. I hope they get it again, but it's like some teams just get it. Like it. I talk about that Pirates team again. I think it was. Yeah, like that 20, team was super hype. That 2013 year. Pirates. They just, yeah. they caught ev like everything. It was, it was just like something I'd never seen before. Even the Phillies. And truly I hadn't because I was yeah. a Pirates fan. Yeah, you're like, truly oh, the Pirates, seen man. It. We had that one time Bill Mazeroski or something, something happened. I remember yeah. when we were really good with Barry Bonds and Bobby Bonilla, but yeah, I was like six years old and then Barry Bonds left and yeah. I, I was sad. I remember and... watching that game. Uh, and I always remember that the Braves won and, and Sid Bream came in and scored oh, that yeah. winning run. And I remember seeing Barry Bonds. If I remember now as a kid, did he sit like in the outfield? Like he sounds sat about down, right. sad, like that, like they lost. I was like, I have that image in my mind. That Barry sounds Bonds, about like, right. Sitting in the outfield, like sad, and I was like, <laughs> I should know because every now and then I go back and watch like random highlights of stuff like that. So don't torture yourself, man. Well, watch some of it's stuff. cool too. Yeah. So you you mentioned the Maz thing. So I have a signed Maz card. That was my first ever vintage card, and on the back of the card it is. So it's like a literally it's from sixty one tops, and it's him rounding third base coming into home plate like scoring yeah. that scoring did you the get winning to, run. did you get to meet him or was it uh i didn't got, no okay. i just bought it bought it like uh another ebay buy but on the back of the card it had like the scoring summary and the like almost like a summarized box score yeah and i was like 
holy, holy crap, this looks like a really interesting game. I went back and watched the ninth inning on YouTube. Like there was some crazy stuff that happened in that game. And now I'm forgetting, oh, missing the punchline. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's like same some, yeah, same thing when you watch as a Dodger fan, you can always watch the 88 Kirk Gibson home run. But what what's wild about, you know, a lot of those games is there's always crazy things that happen up to it that you're like, oh, wow, like this happened. Jose Canseco hit a grand slam in game one of the World Series before Kirk Gibson hit that. It was oh, four wow. to zero athletics. <laughs> and it was like, oh, Dodgers ain't coming back for this. You know, yeah. And Go back and like, watch that ninth inning, though. I bet it was like Mickey Mantle. Wild. Mickey Mantle did something ridiculous. I forget what. Like he was, he was like dead to rights, and the the like the game would have been over. Yeah. Oh, and you I, know what? I like, just watched. I just uh, there's a Willie Mays documentary on HBO right now, and he uh, talked about um like a World Series Game Seven where there's a runner on first. There's two outs. And he hits a double down the line and like to Roger Maris and Roger Maris almost slips and falls and the runner is rounding third and he probably could have beat the throw to tie the game in game seven. And Maris made like a perfect throw to the cutoff and the cutoff made a perfect throw and the guy held up at third. And then the next hitter hit a shot line drive that would have won the game to right at the second baseman. Mm. And it's like Willie Mays was saying in the thing, like I would have rounded third and tried to demand them to make a perfect throw. And like nobody, it's like, all those moments happen every yeah. world series. That's it's crazy. That's why we like baseball, man. It's awesome. And it's there's so, so many painful. numbers and so <laughs> many things to argue about. And now everybody's throwing 11 year, $300 million contracts at everybody. Oh, no. but, Steve Cohen's ruining for everybody. Sorry. <sighs> Kershaw, yeah. though. Kershaw, man, his legacy's his <laughs> Kershaw is so hot right now. Um, but yeah, his legacy, I think, is really strong. People are finally getting to know, like, oh, this guy's an all-timer. They're remembering his seven-year stretch. Because I've seen I've seen a couple posts on Reddit where they were like comparing his seven-year stretch to Sandy Colfax's seven-year stretch. And the numbers are like arguably Kershaw could have had a better stretch. And yeah. it's like, well, Colfax is you know, all timer, all timer is Kershaw. Like, is he on the Mount Rushmore of pitchers now? Like, that's the conversation people are having. So, I think his his hobby, the the cards are really, yeah. you know, for everyone who held for him, good on you. You may have missed your window to buy cheap at this point. Yeah, people forget how good he was, and I mean, I he's still good. He's still good. Well, I, I hear people like in my card shop talking about like they were having a Verlander Scherzer and Kershaw debate. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. But you mean just right now, right? Like, yeah. Oh, no, I'd take those two over him any day. And I'm like, any day. Why don't you? Uh, no, because yeah, <laughs> uh, look, at Kershaw, look at those numbers. Yeah. I take Kershaw like a, over both of them. His ERA was for like a under long two time. for so yeah. it was wild how dominant he was. He was, he was yeah. unbelievable. His body and, couldn't keep up because he started really young. I know he's only what, like 34, 35 now. He doesn't throw as hard, uh, but he's got more innings, you know. Yeah. And his I want him to get TJ and do the Verlander thing and have a second wing. But I think when his arm really gives out, he's a family man. So he'll probably just be like, hey, I'm done. Yeah, I've been feeling like I, I thought he might 
hang it up a couple years ago even and he just once he got the world series i i think he feels like the rest of us dodger fans where he wants a world series that's a non-covid one he wants a parade there you go so i mean in his i i have a i have a kershaw card as well i've got the sgc 10 of his uh just flagship rookie and i don't know the pop of that one but this is where we need your app again yeah yeah the psa 10s 1100 is the pop so that's you know 2008 that's back before the insane print runs that we have today so that's when base could really really hold could get you somewhere yeah yeah so don't i I got lucky uh so i i was collecting um i think you you've mentioned a couple of podcasts ago that you you collected um pretty recently yeah yeah so yeah i mean i bought my first graded card in 2021 Right. So. so I, I collected what's Kershaw's rookie is 2008, 2008. So, yeah. 2008. I bought, I bought boatloads of Kershaw rookies in 2012. And that worked out. <laughs> I bought, I, I found, and I recently got back into collecting during when COVID happened, but my break wasn't, it was only just a few years. And I, I was like, Oh, I forget what I have, forget what I have. And I was like, Oh, I got an update kershaw oh i got a gold foil update kershaw like oh sick totally raw sitting in a box and there were it's a nine five and the gold foils a nine um but i realized that i had 40 bowman base 2008 kershaws oh my goodness that i must have bought a lot from somebody not like a lot but like yeah a lot and it was one and i was like oh yeah you're right i did buy 40 of these bowman bases no clue why I did that at some point. I'm like, these are in pretty decent shape. And during COVID and everything really spiked, I must have sold those for twenty to thirty dollars a piece each and just pumped them out and made so much money because I paid, I don't know, a dollar a piece for them. That ain't bad. <laughs> and it was like I got lucky because I bought so many cards that I forgot about and then just sold them during COVID. Yeah, you know? that was the time. Anybody that was in like long before and had a bunch of stuff, could yeah, have made a I killing. had some things, I had some things, and I was able to really dump some and then like turn those into some flagship stuff. I think it would be really hard though, too, to have been in the hobby for so long and then have that major spike during COVID. Just thinking about like, oh, yeah, because you were like priced out all of a sudden. Yeah, it's like, like what I happened? Can't... All these newbies are showing up and messing things up for me. Yeah. I can't do the thing that I've been doing for however long. Or you could have thought about it like, oh, this is my opportunity. I know better because I'm a veteran or somebody might say that and be like, I'm going to dump everything now because they're all wildly inflated and buy back everything once it drops down. That's a smart move, but I still don't. I, I, if another COVID, if we had COVID 23 or something next year. <laughs> no, we don't know, need COVID. All we just need is the Fed to just lower interest rates and pump a bunch of stimulus so we all have extra money and then we'll just buy, you know, baseball cards again. Yeah. Then the prices will shoot up. But yeah, I, if you could have done that, if you, you were, you had to, I feel like the only people who did that were like real hobby veterans. Yeah. I don't think I could do it. There's too much stuff that, I mean, Sure, I do this for it's like a quasi investment for me. I I want not every card, but most of the cards that I have, I want them to hold value in twenty years. But yeah, 
sure, there's some stuff that probably won't, like the Xander card that I got. Yeah, it's probably not going to be worth much, but uh, it's rare enough that it's a pop 50, the card that I got. So it's rare enough that are there 50 of us out there? Can I find one person who wants it at some point? Probably, but I don't know. There's like looking up at my wall at my cards, like there's a lot of them that I would be really sad not to see them every day. So I don't think I can do it. That's sweet. It's it. very sweet. No, it's great. I love it, man. I mean, this is why we have them. We are why we collect cards is because you know they make us feel good. They remind us of of memories while watching the player. You know, there's nostalgia from our childhood, and they're meant to be viewed and 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 held and touched and talked about. You know, that's how we get the joy from them. You know, I, I feel like they're not meant to be. You know, sold in. Uh, where you buy a portion of the card or something. They're not stocks. Yeah, they can be. I understand that they're treated like they could be treated like a commodity once they've been authenticated. And, and I get that. Um, it, but without that sort of commodity treating, you know, the stock market treatment that they're getting, you know, we wouldn't be able to have as many cool cards as we do now. Tops wouldn't be investing into crazy kinds of cars that we get to see now and you know all the hobby love that is coming about if people weren't also making money off of it true you know yeah there's there's so many it's just uh i don't know this hobby just has layers and layers and layers to it there's so many there's just so many things in the hobby i think you just touched on a bunch of them but i've been collecting cards man for so long you know since i was really little and i've been through waves in my life where like no i'm not going to be like buying baseball cards when i'm a senior in high school obviously i'm more important things going on you know um i gotta worry about these girls who just won't call me back so uh but i got like i mean i i I remember the different like waves you know the 90s was a crazy wave and there was card shops and my town had three card shops now there's none but now they're like, oh, they're coming back, you know, because of this thing. And so they're always going to go through ways, but they're always going to be buyers and sellers. And there's always going to be tops. Now it's owned by fanatics, but it's always going to be stuff that's going to have long term value that you can really hold on to. And I, I think the people who have been in the, lo- the hobby the longest will know, OK, this is this is I don't have to worry about. This is a blue chip card. I can hold on to this and then maybe I can make money selling Xander cards to people like you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm making money selling all of my J rod stuff to other people. Yeah. J rod is J rod's (laughs) a tough thing. You know, like, I mean, we all just saw, we all just saw Louis Robert be the hottest shit in town. And everyone on breakers were like, we got the Lou Bob. Yeah. Number to 200. Now his cards are just done yeah. already and that was such a quick downfall and j-rod is different because he's already had like a full season of real strong performance and he's passing the eye test you know i don't know about bobby witt jr as much i mean he's looking good but we touched on spencer torkelson man he, he's not doing great he may yeah. be the first one to just be like who spencer what yeah. I don't buy rookies like that. I can't afford to take that risk. I've bought a lot of J-Rod. So I've taken that risk on J-Rod, and I'm just kind of, I still have too much. I'm just 
trimming. So here's what I got into like earlier in the year. It was just like basically like parallel hunting all of the tops releases on their website. Mm-hmm. So like the game within the game stuff and like living set and project 100. So I got tons of that stuff and it sounds stupid, but it's been like <laughs> literally the best investments that I've made this year. Cause you oh, buy, so, cause you're flipping those already. Well, yeah. And it, yeah. it what it, and it wasn't even the plan. Like I'll give the example of like the game within the game. Okay. Like I, I don't even remember why, but I bought like five of them. So I think it was something like it was one for like seven bucks or you could buy like five for like 25 or 30. Which card was this? The tops living the game within the game. It's the one that's got like, it's got like the let's look. I don't even have it up anymore, but it's got, it's like an art thing. Basically like there's one big picture of him swim it or swim. Sorry. Swinging. And another like zoomed in picture on his face. Okay, yeah, yeah. I actually don't know these cards. Oh yeah. So I got a bunch of like those cards. And I was like, oh, I'll keep one and I'll just, you know, I'll flip the other ones because I, you know, I'll pick the one that's in best condition and I'll keep it or I'll grade it. Right. I got like five of them back. They all looked like a hundred percent perfect. So I'm like, all right, when I got this bulk grading thing, I sent them all in, they all jammed. And then I sold a bunch of them for like 65 or 80 bucks. It's yeah. like doubling my money. I, I, so. I don't. Are these online order only cards? Yeah. Okay. They're not in packs or anything yeah. like that. So um, I would I would stay so clear of these, away from these things. Yeah. I, it would, was... I wouldn't even like hold on to any of these. I'd be like, oh, online order only. We don't know print run. We don't know anything. Tops Living doesn't have any real long-term value. I would assume these are similar to that. And yeah, and Throwback Thursday is the other one. I'm yeah, keeping I, one I would, Throwback Thursday because I think it's a cool picture. But yeah, anything. That's the hobby it. has always been the same. Where if it's not a pack pulled something, then it doesn't hold value. Yeah, that's where I was like, uh, again, still like learning. So it was like, oh, these are like the first J Rod rookie cards. Let me get yeah, my hands yeah. on these. Yeah, oh, this it's like great. again, it's like you know that because you've been in this hobby yet somehow those are the cards that I'm getting a 200% return on. Well, that's because he's hype right now. And there's a lot of, uh, there's because of COVID there's a lot of new, there's a lot of new money in the hobby right now. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's not a bad thing because that's what's keeping, you know, people listening to shows like this is people wanting to learn and, you know, that's what makes the hobby buzzing right now is there's a lot of new money in there and tops tops knows that. So they're putting out new product and you know, I don't know if hobby veterans are looking at something like this and just ignoring it. I mean, I, I know I'm ignoring it, but also ignoring something like tops Chrome. What was it? Cosmic. What, what was the oh, thing? Oh yeah. And, and I looked the, at that. And the was child like, of fire and Chrome. Yeah. I, oh, tops fire is another <laughs> one. I saw fire and I'm like, ignore don't care don't care i think they it, all have their place but like no, it's, it, to look, me it's think like of it this for, way. here sorry to, i didn't mean to cut you yeah off no again. go for it um uh uh mike trout has not a lot of rookie cards in 2011 you know but one of them that's numbered to a thousand is e tops mm-hmm. do you know the one 
I've there, I think there, I've yeah, seen it. There's a 2011 Tops E Tops number to 9.99. It's not a pack pulled. You had to like wrapper redemption or an online. Yeah, you like thing. had to I don't mail something or do that something. Thing has is the is the cheapest Mike Trout Tops card you can or rookie you can get a base finest is is got three five times the print run as that one and is way more expensive obviously the tops update has like it's iconic so it holds a lot Mm -hmm. of weight to it but like there's your example mike trout the man in the hobby who's you know the goat right now and there's your online only version and it's numbered even and nobody cares yeah you know it's It's something that i'm gonna do one of the i'm gonna do a intro to baseball card collecting episodes soon. I'm trying to find somebody to come on and do it that do the episode, like somebody newer who will just ask like a zillion oh, well, questions. Uh, that's all right. So um, we just get a, uh, just start taking questions. I'd said, this is a call-in show. Come on, Bobby, let's make it a call-in I know. show. <laughs> now just fun. take questions, um, you know, have them submitted on your Instagram or something. Yeah. Oh, People want to hear I, their name on the, on the, uh, on the show too. And like, all right, all right, we got Kevin from Topeka, Kansas. Hey, Kevin. Uh, he asks, how come my 2018 tops living Juan Soto is worth trash now? It's cause and he's a Padre. It's like, well, cause he's a Padre for one. So, <laughs> uh, but it's not his fault. He got traded to, you know, the garbage dump in San Diego. Um, but it's an online only card. The, they don't have a limited print run. So sorry. That's never going to hold any long-term value. Pack only, my friends. Actually, no. I'll take that back. Petco Park is amazing. The place is one of the best stadiums. And I like going there to watch the Dodgers win. So you haven't been there in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Boom! Roasted! All right, I'll take that one. (laughs) Uh, Anything you want to leave us with in terms of takes on the market, all these releases, or just the hobby in general? uh, You know, if if you're new... Buy what makes you happy. Don't don't stress. You know, um, if you have money to spend, do it. Buy it because you like it. Don't worry about what you know. Jokers are saying like you have to buy this. You got to buy that. The only way you're going to figure out what you like in the hobby is by buying things and trading things and talking about it and making mistakes. You know it's okay if you bought a card and you're like, well, this was dumb and like, cool, but now, you know, and now you learn and that's part of the fun, you know? So just don't stress right now is a good time to buy. If you have extra money, cause things are down right now. And if we have a bit of a recession this year, they'll continue to be down. So it might be, it's a buyer's market. So it's kind of nice to come in now and, and learn and buy things. Um, and if you're a grizzled veteran, Man, this is your time to just snatch things up. You know, have real long-term value. You know, get yourself some 2018 Shohei Otani's. There you go. He's my buy right now. I got a because, lot of well, because he's going to get signed by the Dodgers in a year. So, oh, that would make me really sad. <laughs> hey, we all like watching Otani, but you know, if he plays in L.A. That's Man, why his, his legacy and he performs. Oh, you mean he doesn't play in LA now? You don't. He count? plays in Anaheim. Okay, <laughs> the Angels play in Anaheim. That's in Orange County. It's nice to be in the same county as Los Angeles. And you guys Ugh. listen to this on the East Coast. You need to know the Los Angeles Angels are not in Los Angeles. They're over by freaking Disneyland in Orange County. All right, 
right. Oh, man. So what he said, we're the jokers, I guess, not to listen to in terms of what to buy exactly. Buy what makes you No, nah, but learn. Yeah, man. Yeah, just, just learn. Make though. mistakes. Make mistakes. It's okay. Just don't. For sure. Don't spend your wife's, you know, inheritance on a bunch of, you know, griffy rookies because you think they're going to do something or whatever. You know, it, don't don't do that. Like, just buy it for fun. If you're and trying if you're to make buying... money off this, I don't know. Get a get a real job. Yeah, this is fun. really <laughs> tough to make money off off of this. Don't listen to the investor bros. That's <laughs> you know, it's like any time any YouTube video that says, "Hey man, I'll tell you the secret to the making ten thousand dollars of passive income a month." I was like, "If you knew the secret to that, you wouldn't be making a YouTube video." Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> oh my goodness, but you you are. 100% right in my opinion in terms of the market is down it could continue to go down but in general it does feel like a buyer's market and yeah i'm looking um, to trade in some uh you know bottle cans for recycle money to get myself some extra cards right now i don't have any extra go. money so i got to figure out something there you go well i can't flip right now i got nothing to flip uh, I, i'm starting to run low i've been i've been buying more in the past month than I have and like the six months before that. Yeah. But finally I'm just like selling all the stuff I don't want. And a lot of the other stuff that I've been looking at for a long time is at the lowest price it's been at all, you know, since I've been in the hobby. Uh, so which again, I came in at the peak. So yeah, that's not tough, saying much, tough. but it does the peak, the like peak is what the peak is what brought me back in after a few years down. So I was able to do pretty well there and really sharpen my collection to be heavy hitters, you know, and I wish I had more money right now to take advantage of some things down right now. And and I've made mistakes too. I, I bet on, I bet on Cody Bellinger having a comeback year last year mm. and that did not happen. And now he's not even on the Dodgers anymore. He's a cub and, and, and I have, a few Bellinger rookies and rookie autos that I'm like, well, that well, these are worthless right now. Yeah. So, and I, I believed in that guy. I was like, ah, this is going to, but it was fun. You know, that's part of the thing. You make mistakes. What are you going to do? Part of the game, man. But yeah. All right. And it, you want to plug the app one more time? Yeah. Uh, there's not much to, to plug right now, except you guys can, you can check out, follow on Instagram, use pop check. Um, that's the Insta. If you want to email me, contact at pop-check.com. Uh, I'll get you on the list, and I'll send you a link so you can browse the app. Um, I've got a new cool search widget, which I'm going to send to you soon, Bobby, and you can check it out. Um, should be a little bit cleaner. And I want I want some feedback on there, because it's probably a couple months until it gets released. And um, I don't know. I hope it's helpful. I think it will be. Based on everything I've seen, I'm really excited. Um, I'm excited. It's going to be awesome and amazing. It is going to be awesome. (laughs) Well, thanks, Will. Thanks for taking the time to join me. It was fun chatting. Mm -hmm. Go Padres. Yeah, I know, man. Go Dodgers. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys all as well for joining us. Uh, That'll conclude today's episode. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at the Ephus pod or, hey, dial in or shoot me a question on our email. Uh, It's the pod at gmail.com don't be shy seriously like the more interaction the better if you guys want to drop me some questions i'll be happy to answer them on air 
Uh, and if there's anybody out there who wants to be the next great guest on the show, especially if you want to, you know, talk about your collecting journey, especially if you're a newer collector, I think that's something important that I do want to cover uh, at some point in the not so distant future. But signing off for now from San Diego and LA and, and from, from uh, the San Fernando Valley. It there you go. From the site of the winter meetings and right up the road from them. Thank you all for joining us. Bye.